Yes, guys, welcome back to the channel. Today is episode 10 of the Podspurs podcast, where we go over all the Tottenham news. It is Monday, 28th of June. Today is the episode where we bring on guests, and today we have a very special guest, Jack Kaneke. Jack, hey, how, how are you? doing, Daniel? I'm great, and you? Not bad. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. Internet's made is that me? Oh, it's me. Oh, it's you? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what's been going on with the internet around the world right now because there's been a lot of I mean, I know I experienced difficulties with the internet lately. Um since you have bad internet right now, um I'm gonna get one of the comments up right now. Yupped up is in the building. Big one, what's up, people? Big up for coming on the channel. Um, so also something I wanted to address, big one, a big thing today, is today's my first ever podcast being broadcasted on Apple Podcast and Spotify. So, I mean, if you want to check it out there, I mean, great, but you don't have to. Obviously, where the big action comes out live is on YouTube. Mm. So. Make sure you stay tuned for that. But first thing we're going to get into today is probably one of the biggest articles. Graham Potter has rejected Tottenham Hotspur. Who does he think he is? I mean, he said he wants top four. What top four is he waiting for? He's not going to get any top four, that's for sure. I mean, Graham Potter, right? This this guy just nearly survived relegation with with Brighton. And he thinks thinks that he's going to get a top four offer. Like, I I hear I hear what you're saying, Jack, about the the you're gonna join on a different computer. It's fine. I'll bring you back on as soon as you get on the new computer. No, no problem. I'm just gonna if you can still hear me, I'll just do it. I'm just gonna send myself the link and everything, and just join a little sooner so I don't leave you uh, in the mock uh, too long. So I'm just gonna make it a little bit easier on myself. Yeah, I'll find. Um, I think Will Stewart told me that he was gonna join soon. He was free. I don't know if something popped up and you couldn't come. Same goes for Brian Daigle. Um, he told me he'd be here, but maybe something happened. I mean, the last time um, he had a death that happened in his family, so stuff like that is it really I is. Imagine. Like, yeah. So uh, I'll be back in just two minutes. I really do apologize, Daniel. It's all right. All right, all I'll right. be back in two minutes. I promise. All right. So guys, I'm gonna go a little bit solo now. Um, so. I'm going to go more into the Graham Potter news. I mean, guys, who does Graham Potter think he is? Um, we've got Yusuf in the building now. Jack and Daniel, bonjour, bonjour. Um, Jack is going to be back in just one second. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one with Graham Potter because, I mean, who does he think he is? In reality, mate, like Graham Potter, he just he nearly survived relegation, nearly. And he thinks that he's going to come – in into this and he's gonna he's gonna get a top four offer. What top four offer are you waiting for, Graham? Literally. Like you're not gonna get any top four offer. Um another another comment here from Yusuf. Before we start, what a day of football it's been. I mean I completely agree with you. Um recently I was watching Argentina and Bolivia. Good good game, I'm telling you. That that Argentina with in Copa America's 
they usually get out in the quarterfinal. But I think Argentina put up a fantastic performance today. I, I think, look, I'm not really the biggest Messi fan, if I'm being honest. But I think Messi had a good performance today. Um, it was interesting. Um, but, I mean, when you see football at that level, I mean, the thing is, I hear a lot of people complaining, Messi's better than Ronaldo. Ronaldo's better than Messi. But at the end of the day, you just have to enjoy what they produce. Because, I mean, I, I, I know, Yusuf, you're probably talking about what's going on in the Euros. But those two players, I mean, the, the football they produce, the enjoyment, my eyes are just pleasured. But, um... Yeah, going into the point that you're making about the Euros, I believe you're making. Um, comment down below if you mean the Euros. But, um, I mean, the Euros, I mean, wow, these last two games. Switzerland has beat the world champions. Like, yeah, yeah he's put another comment here. E Spain, 5-3. Croatia, um, France, 3-3, but Swiss won on penalties. And just an hour ago, Argentina versus Bolivia, 4-1. Yeah, all these games were phenomenal. All these games were phenomenal. But at the end of the day, I mean, what's been going on with the last 10 minutes of football recently? Like, the last 10 minutes of games, they've had more goals than the actual match. That That's mad, guys. Like you look at you look at Spain, Croatia. Three three, right? And then the last ten minutes, Croatia scored two goals. And now back is the man that was actually watching the watch along of Croatia <laughs> versus Spain. I mean, Yusuf has put in a comment here about the the Euros today. I know you were watching it live with David. I was watching that as well. What were your thoughts on the games today? Because they were absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, they were sensational. Um, it was uh, it was very disappointing to be uh, just a little bit behind David because you know my reactions probably would have been a bit more maybe outspoken or a bit more lively had I you know maybe been been in sync with him. Uh, but no, insane games, insane games. I would honestly say maybe the Switzerland game was a bit more surprising yeah. uh, than the Croatia Spain uh, the Croatia Spain game. Then again, you know I'll tell you, I, I thought it was just going to be a boring one nil kind of fixture. I thought it was going to be very, you know, tactical, very, very technical amongst the sides, and I thought it was going to actually be one of the more boring games. Not even kidding of the of the of the round of sixteen, and it absolutely proved me wrong. Uh, but the three three game against Switzerland, I will say, uh, with France was an even better game somehow. Yeah, I mean, with the Euros so far, there's been a lot of games where you look at them and you're gonna be like, oh, this game is gonna be boring. You know, it's gonna be a right. one 0 and then you have these games like, like um. What was, what was that game? Portugal-Belgium. Everybody was saying, mm. I don't know what that happens, but when there's like a big, big game mm -hmm. and like you're saying it's going to be a great game, it always ends up being a 1-0. And when you think it's going to be a boring game, it ends up being like a 5-5. So, I think you're right. I think yeah. that is how it is. It's even sometimes, you know, even match of the day, uh, whatever game that, you know, is hyped up over the weekend in the Premier League even sometimes can be that way. Yeah. But we've got another comment here from Yusuf. He's saying, by the way, where's Jack from? Uh, I'm uh, I'm originally from Seattle, Washington, uh, which is you know the opposite corner of Florida. Uh, but uh, I I really I live in uh, Brooklyn, New York, uh, so pretty close to you. You know, East Coasters at the moment. Uh, but yeah, originally from Seattle, which is you know both corner states. You know, Florida and Washington. Yeah, one hundred percent. But before we get more into the show, we're gonna get the the topics up, the topics of the day. Hmm. Um. So for this episode. First thing we're going to go through is the meme of the day. We got some funny ones today. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're going to go through the Spurs news. 
a little bit of a Levy rant, and then an Outside of Tottenham segment. Since you're new to the show, you probably don't know what the Outside of Tottenham segment is. It's just where we go through like a five-minute segment of talking about football outside of Tottenham. Sure. So first thing, meme of the day, this one comes from Cody Mack. After in the Tottenham offer. <laughs> outdoor, outdoor, outdoor. <laughs> no, he's probably trying to say outdoor, you know, get me out the door, you know, yeah. to be honest. Uh, maybe Hodor might be the wrong character, but absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Cody always produces the best memes. He's, he's class, he's class. Yeah. Another one here from Martin. <laughs> Poor Hugo, especially after making that save today. Poor guy, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, Looking. he was murdered on the penalties. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, to be honest, uh, he probably could have saved one of those penalties, but he he even kept his side in it. When you think about it, with that save against yeah. uh, save against Rodriguez, a poor guy. Yeah, I mean, it's always hard when you're a goalkeeper in a penalty shootout. You right. just guess the you just try to guess the right way, and you yeah. get lucky. You get lucky. But um, we have another comment here, um, from Yusuf again. Ye saw ye sad Lloris. I mean, yeah, it was sad. That was a picture of him before the game, so. <laughs> it wasn't because of the yeah. It was probably because of the Tottenham, to be honest. Probably was. But yeah, but um, next story, it's on this this new discovered talent by Tottenham. His name mm. is Takiro Tomiyasu. Tomiyasu. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. I don't really know too much, but as soon as I found out he's a defender, I knew it was a good option because mm. it's basically Tottenham. The worst part of Tottenham right now is the back line. There's no getting away with that. But right now we have somebody else joining the stream. Will Stewart, THFC Rants. What's up, Well, evening. How are you? Good, I'm good. Did yeah. you see that? Uh, what did you make? I thought that Larice meme was actually hilarious. Just when he just said that was Larice's face before the game, if you were able to catch that. No, you want me to put that. it up again? All right. <laughs> yeah, this is glorious, Will. <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. I can't see it. You can't see it? I think I can uh, put it in. Now, can you see it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the game today. That's his face. That's incredible. That is incredible. Yeah. It's like he's seen the future. Yeah. Here's Yusuf. Oh, Will, here. Yeah. But, Will, we're just talking. Well, we're going to get Jack's thoughts on this after. But what are your thoughts on the Graham Potter thinking he's going to get a top four offer? Because, I, I mean, like, who does he think he is? <coughs> No, I mean, it's definitely delusional. I think I even tweeted about it, right? I mean, from a mid-table Sweden side to a mid-table championship side to a bottom-table Premier League side, and he's holding out for top four. It's pretty pretty delusional, if you ask me. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it, Jack? Listen, I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you, Yidkid or Daniel. I mean, I used to kind of defend the guy into certain aspects, especially when we were comparing him with other managers. I think early in the managerial race, you know, I was one of those that, you know, maybe shamelessly kind of defended him. And now that he's come out with this, I mean, there's no defending delusion, as Will was saying. Uh, there's no defending this. I mean, this is just atrocious. I mean, the only reason I was defending him maybe was just because, you know, kind of like a lot of the football hipsters, you know, we love to, we love to defend the stats, uh, maybe make the stats, maybe, you know, tell a certain narrative. Uh, but yeah, I mean, after what he's just come out with this, I can't defend him. I can't defend him. It's absolutely atrocious. I don't know. I don't know what I could even relate it to. It's like maybe, you know, on your first day, at, you know, at a new job and then already, you know, requesting to be manager or CEO or something like that the next day. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's like, like, why are you asking for that? Position? I, if I'm Graham Potter, right, I'd be delighted to even be receiving the Tottenham job. Right. 
no, yeah, I think you should be grateful. You should be grateful. You should be honored. You're absolutely right. This is like a kid getting a PS4 on his birthday and then wanting a PS5. Uh, Maybe even generous there. I would say it's kind of like uh, it would be like being a PS3 thinking that you're a PS5. That's what that's what it is with uh, Graham at the moment. PS1. Right. uh, Moving into the next story. I mean, we've had enough about this Graham Potter guy. To be honest, I didn't I didn't think too much bad about him before I heard this, the the top four offer. But now um, about the about the undiscovered talent, Takiro Tomoyuso. Mm. I mean, I'm not really good with pronouncing names. I think I did a pretty good job there. I know Jack, you're you're a, you're a I don't know if I'm as good names. with I don't know if I'm as good with the da- Japanese ones, but I, how I say it is uh, Takahiro or Takahiro Tomoyasu is how I would say it, but maybe Will knows better. And Tomoyasu. Tomoyasu. What are your thoughts yeah. on Will? Um, I I don't know a lot about him to be frank. Yeah, neither do I. Um, I, I I I don't follow a lot of the the Japanese uh, men's national team or any of the Japanese leagues. And really, the only teams in Syria that I watch are the you know the big four, right? Yeah. So, yeah. for me, I have I, I don't really watch Blogna very often, right? So I couldn't tell yeah. you if he was good or not. Yeah, I can agree with you though. But I mean, he's a defender. I can assure you, he'll be better than Eric Dyer. That's for sure. But Jack, what are your thoughts? From what I've heard about him, is it's more that he's uh, he. I guess you could say trained as a center back, but yeah. played a lot of the time as a right back. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that um, he's fairly, fairly good on the ball and fairly quick. So yeah, um, with and then being Japanese, that makes sense. Um, Asian people tend to not be large in stature, or exceptional in the air, but they do tend to have very good um, technical abilities. So um, and tend to be fairly fairly good on the iq right they have to they have to rely on being smart players rather than physical ones so Mm. um just even growing up in their development so that makes that makes sense that he would that he would be someone who could be utilized as as a right back yeah i agree with you there jack what are your thoughts on him uh, I mean, I had known really practically nothing about him until we'd been rumored with him. Um, I've obviously, you know, seen the occasional game of those maybe big teams of, right, the likes of Juventus, Inter Milan, uh, Milan, Roma, uh, play the likes of teams like Sampdoria, Bologna, uh, Torino, those teams. You know, I see those occasional games, but I never heard of uh, Tomiyasu uh, prior. Supposedly, though, when I did a little bit of research, supposedly he's had a fantastic season. If you go on football reference for stats, he's, you know, seemingly had a decent season. Uh, he's even uh, popped up with a couple of goals as well uh, from kind of that right back position. Uh, but and he's even had some of the goals as well. A couple of them are actually, I will say, like pretty decent long shots as well. So maybe very impressive. Uh, but yeah, like Will was saying, he seems to be more of maybe just a versatile kind of center back and right back mm-hmm. kind of player. Maybe even like how Tenganga is where, you know, Tenganga's kind of in that in-between kind of uh, area and maybe like Tomiyasu, uh, Tengenga is more of a center back than a right back. But it's good to have those kind of players that are you know tactically versatile and also like Will's saying from the looks of it, he seems to be more of a maybe you know kind of see the game a couple of steps ahead uh, kind of player instead of maybe relying on maybe his physical attributes like Will was saying. And if you're going to play a three in the back system, those are the kind of outside center backs right. that you want ones that are more hybrid. You know, more of a. I mean, to be honest. 
That's why I think Ben yeah. Davies performs better as a left side center back than he does as a left back, right? In a four. Um, he, I, I wouldn't say he's good at, at either of those. But if you want to take specifically, the best of them. but yeah, I mean, if, if there was one position where I would say that he is, he is less irritating at would be the left side of a back three, right? So, um, it's those types of players that do well in that feature because you're getting more width out of those center backs than normal. One or yeah. two of them are pushing up the field in transition. Um, so that type of, of a asset is is better. For instance, if Liverpool were to play three at the back, it would be Van Dijk who would tend to take up that central position rather than an outside position, right? Because that's that's where he would be best useful as that kind of stopper, sweeper type center back. Yeah, I agree with you. But, um, I mean, I don't even understand why we're being linked with players when we don't even have a manager. Aren't yeah. the managers, like, I mean, who's picking the players? Daniel Levy? <laughs> Should be Patricci. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'd love to know what you think, uh, Daniel. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, Paratici, maybe he's being officially announced right very soon, but maybe behind the scenes he's, you know, maybe supposedly been pulling some strings, maybe in the likes of the managerial hunt or maybe some of the players that we've been rumored with. But I'd, I'd be curious to think what you think, because maybe some bits Levy, some bits Paratici, but what do you think? I think, yeah. I mean, I'm stumped. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. What's going on here is Levy goes to Paratici and he says, "Hey mate, look at this guy. I mean, I know I know th- nothing about football, but look at him. He, right. I, I think you should Maybe get so. him. Put it in the papers, right? And then he just puts it in the papers, and you know, for us to eat it up, you might be right. You know, I'm exactly. pretty stumped. It's hard to know where it's coming from. It's hard to know where anything is coming from these days in Tottenham Hotspur. Well said. Yeah, I mean, oh wait, I've just got a notification here. We have reached 179 subscribers. We have who's that? Oh, it's Jack. Well, yeah, it's probably be it's probably me. Big update, kid. No, thanks so much, Jack. Yeah, I no, really no appreciate problem. It. I'm surprised. I'm sorry it came so late. I'm sorry it came so late. No, I just got the notification now. But uh, my thoughts on him. I mean, I mean, apparently he's good. I've heard he's good. There's a comment here from Yusuf. Um, Tomiyasu is a good. Um, said said to be good. He even scored a great goal against AC Milan, but his team still lost. I mean, I didn't see the goal. If I'm mm. being honest. I think after this, I'm gonna go on YouTube and look up some yeah. of his. Go to Brazil Scout. Brazil Scout's not a bad one. You know, they, yeah. they, he always seems to have, you know, if you're looking for especially obscure kind of players, I would say like Tomiyasu, Brazil Scout's always a good YouTube channel to, you know, give you kind of a bit of information about players, you know, none of us ever really talk about. Yeah, 100%. But um, for me, he's a, I mean, he's an undiscovered talent. To be honest, before we got linked to him, none of us could really know that he even existed. So... I, I, it'd be interesting if we do get him. It'd right. be interesting if we if we even get a manager. That's the interesting part. Um, but I have a question for you guys, right? This is an interesting one. Do you think we'll get a manager, or do you think we'll end up with Ryan Mason? This is the biggest question in the world right now. And it's in the, the fact that this is even a question. I saw, Will, your tweet on um, Ryan Mason preparing for um, preseason and him, him having the, the soccer rules book. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was almost gonna put that one up as the meme of the week, but um, what are you? What are your thoughts? What do you think is gonna happen? Do you think it's gonna be Ryan Mason, or do you think it'll be an actual manager? Well, I I I pray every night before I go to bed that it's not Ryan Mason. Um, look, if if that comes to um happen, it would just show how how much of a joke. Club we are right now 
And, uh, yeah, um, the, um, just how much of a joke we are, Tottenham, uh, because if we can't get a manager, if we can't even sign, mm. you know, anyone and we end up having to go with Ryan Mason again, that's just going to be an absolute joke because, yeah, like I said before, if Ryan Mason's a manager, I'll watch it on replay. I won't watch it live. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that uh, when you said that. Well, um, I kind of would be in the same boat, yet kid, uh, if that were to happen with Will. I kind of maybe would follow that. Maybe I would just watch the games. Uh, you know, when they when they may be more convenient, uh, when they would be more a bit more convenient for me if uh, Mason were manager. But uh, I think it's going to be a manager at some point. Uh, yet kid, it has to be. Has to be, you know, even if it's just going to be some bloke off the street or maybe you or me, uh, I think it's going to be somebody before it's going to be Mason. But then again, you know, every time I've backed Levy, anytime I've backed any sense of logic, uh, it's always it's always gone the other way. So I'd rather have him bring in Klinsman. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it should be anybody really. I, I even said, I think at one point and not really joking that much, I'd almost rather be practically anybody in the world over over Mason. Maybe Katusa would be the one that I wouldn't take over him uh, just simply because of just the off, awful image and things that he said, but just doesn't make any sense whatsoever with him. That's another issue. But yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Well, almost nobody in the world I'd probably rather have. Uh, I probably have so many other people, what I'm saying in the world over, over Mason. I apologize. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing with Ryan Mason is a lot of people, the only defense they have for him is the, the win ratio guys. He played like, Throws up on us there, I think. But yeah, I think you're about to talk about his win ratio of being. He only played seven games yeah. or whatever yeah. it was. Like seven games. If he gets if he gets four wins in th- seven games or something like that, it doesn't mean that he's a great manager. I mean, no. they put up, they put up the stat before the the league cup final. The guy, I mean, he they had they compared Ryan Mason stats to Pep Guardiola. Right before yeah, it's, it's absolutely mind mind boggling and ridiculous, right? And because too, look, what were the teams that we played? Other than Leicester, who did we so, play? In at that when? time, the only team we played was Southampton. Oh, I mean, we played uh, Sheffield United, which was a horrible team. Southampton, which yeah. was having a horrible time, riddled with injuries. We lost to Man we won, City in the cup. By, yeah, and we won with a penalty in the last minute. Yeah. yeah, and then um, you know all of the all of the different matches that we played. I mean, even the ones, even the two that we lost with a quality manager, we could have won. I mean, we're talking about Leeds. Yes, they were a strong team at home, um, and but it doesn't mean that they're not beatable, right? You're not saying that if it's Man City and there, you're going in there yeah. as Leeds as a favorite. You know what yeah. I'm saying? If Liverpool's yeah. going there, you're not looking at, at Leeds as the favorite. Yeah, they no. can have a good day and draw or, or, or nick a win or something like that. But it's not you're not expecting them to win, and you weren't expecting them to beat us either. But they did. And in Aston Villa, even more so because Jack Grealish only played half the match. And he you know, he had been injured first, first time on the field since coming back from injury. There's no reason why they should have beaten us either, but they did. And, uh, and it was a a team that was actually on better form when we played them the first time around than they were at the end of the season. So, um, yeah, it's just, good point. It, it's, it's yeah. an absolute ridiculous comparison that, that people who, I don't like saying this, but I, I don't have an, I don't have a, 
better explanation for it, but how can you understand football and make those claims? It's just absolutely ridiculous to me, right? Like, yes, that is the fact of the matter, right? That if you take out the champions or the um, EFL, the cup final loss, you had a, you know, average two points per game and had a 66% win ratio. But you're, you're taking a set. I can, go, I can go play lottery once and win <laughs> and say I have a 100% win record. Say so you're the best lottery player of all time. Yeah, for, for, for playing the lottery. doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen 99 out of 100 times. You know what I mean? Do you think well, maybe you might back me up here? I think even in the moments that he did lose, those came against managers that were of maybe a higher profile you know, a, a, a greater ilk, you know, almost maybe even household name kind of managers, uh, especially in the likes of uh, Bielsa and Guardiola, two very, you know, you know, philosophical managers even. Do you think that's what even came down to Mason also losing those games was just when he came up against a manager that knows how to think a lot better and a lot, you know, has just had so much more experience thinking about the game than he has. Do you think that's what also maybe people are maybe being blind to or just haven't noticed this? Because we got absolutely pummeled by the likes of City and, and Leeds. And the Leeds one was maybe even a better example just because, right, they don't have the same quality of players as us. And yet they looked like every sense of the, the word a better team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like you would expect you would expect that. A, a, look, and this is why I said that he kind of cost us top four. I didn't say he was the only one that cost us top four. There are a lot right. of people who are culpable in that. You have Daniel Levy, the players, um, you know, all the losses that Jose Mourinho had, which a lot of those came down to the players rather than Jose's tactics. I can only think of maybe, I, you could probably count the number of times where I felt like the tactics or the substitutions or the lineups that Jose Mourinho made throughout the season cost us a match. The rest yeah. of the time, it was player... Um, mistakes that cost us points, right? Um, you know, one-off and, penalties yeah. and, and and just weird stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, but for Ryan Mason, every single match, I could have said why, tactically, substitutionally, um, lineup-wise, why, if we would have lost, that would have been the reason, right? Yeah. Um, you know, our 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 U twenty three team should be beating Sheffield United. You know what I mean? That's 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 the level the of what it is. You know what yeah. I mean? It's um, if you're a top six team, your U twenty threes, right? Your youth should be of ilk of the championship, right? They, they should be as good as players in the championship. That's why when we loan out players that are young, they go and play for championship sides and they start week in week out, right? Because they're of that ilk, right? So we should be able to beat or compete with a championship side, which is what Sheffield United was this season, um, with our U23s. So that to beat them with our starters fail. Is, 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 is not a, a, uh, it's a false positive, if you will, right? Yeah, it's easy but, to beat on Sheffield with Gareth Bale. I completely agree with that. I, I, I do as well. The thing with Ryan Mason, though, is I think that, I mean, I think we all, this is a fact. Daniel Levy's decision to sack Jose Mourinho six days before um, a League Cup final mm. was probably one of the worst decisions in this game as a, as a chairman. But the, the thing is, right, I think this that decision had a lot of consequences. 
because yeah. you look at you look at all the managers we've, we've been been linked with, right? He, Jose Mourinho got. I mean, I wasn't very happy with the way that the season ended with him, but to be sacked like that and to be mistreated like that after he gets you to a League Cup final. And then you see that treatment to a manager, right? If you're a manager from another club being linked to Tottenham and you see how Dan Olivi treated Jose Mourinho, you're thinking, why am I going to go there if they're going to treat me the exact same way? Mm. That's what they're thinking. So this is why I think Daniel Levy, that has to be one of the biggest mistakes he's ever made. Because now the only manager that is not scared of getting that same mistreatment is Ryan Mason. And what he does to not get that same mistreatment is be Daniel Levy's puppet. That's why we all fall asleep halfway to Dan through his press conferences. That's why his lineups are always messed up. That is why we always are disappointed with our results. Because mm. it's not even, I mean, it's just its just a steel wall in front of Daniel Levy. That's what Ryan Mason is. And the, the thing is, the selection he's made, right? I, if you're a player... And you see him being in there as the as the manager. And and then like let's say for players in Dombele, Joe Roden, they got completely mistreated in the starting eleven. And they're not being played. And they're gonna be thinking, Who do you think you are? You're only like one year older than me. You you're mm. not you don't have any experience and you're not starting me. And I'm the best one of the best players in this team. That's what Ndombele's probably thinking. I mean, that has to affect a lot of managers' decision and a lot of players' decision as well. To even come to this club. And that right now is what I think is the biggest problem. Is that one decision that Daniel Levy made. And that is why a lot of um, a lot of managers are dis- de- denying Tottenham Hotspur. But what are your thoughts on that, Jack? Yeah, I mean, you might be right. It might be one of the worst decisions any chairman of any club has probably made uh, in some time. But it it's really difficult. The timing of it was just so awful. And the timing of it also... You know, some were thinking, you know, maybe he was, you know, trying to do it for some managerial bounce. It was clearly some financial decision that was made that we can only know what type of, you know, write-off he was going to get or what type of, you know, package he didn't have to pay Mourinho for maybe winning the, you know, winning the trophy or whatever it was. It clearly was just type of some type of scheme of Levy's uh, to not have to pay him any uh, rewards. Uh, so when you really think about it in those terms, it is pretty despicable. Um, especially considering, right, as you were really well describing, the effect that it had on the team, the effect that it had on the players, the effect that it's had on the managerial hunt as well. Uh, I mean, you really laid it out quite well, Daniel. So uh, I will say maybe it's hard to know whether it's one of the worst chairman uh, decisions ever made, uh, the Jose one. But if you really look at Daniel Levy's behavior in whole, if you encompass it all together, absolutely, probably one of the most atrocious chairmans of any football club of the last 30, 40 years. Yeah, what what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that? On what specifically? On the decision that um, now that we're on the topic of it, on the decision of Daniel Levy being uh, sacking Jose Mourinho six days before a League Cup final. And let me also state that Pep Guardiola has won all of his League Cup finals except for one, and that was against Jose Mourinho. But go on, Ro. Well, I, I think it was tied to the ESL thing, to be, to mm, be Yeah, to be That's frank. right. That, I forgot uh, about that. Jeez, yeah, I, that was also happening. I think it, it happened that way because that that was that. Um, the ESL had happened. Right. right. Um, it he was thought that, that he, was in now, he was now in a position of power. You know, he didn't need to deal with Jose's hoo-ha anymore. 
You know what I mean? And so he just decided to let him go. Um, and then that, you know, that got turned upside down. So that, I think that and that's why we're having a hard time finding a manager now. That's because uh, um, there were ex- an, ex- an expectation of a certain amount of money coming in that now isn't coming in. And uh, so I think that's 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 got to be for me the, probably the main reason. Yeah, I agree with you with that. But going on to the last article until we're done with the Spurs news, um, Nuno Spurs Santos tipped to join Fenerbahce. Bahase, Fenerbahce, yeah. Fenerbahce after Spurs talks. If he goes there, guys, honestly, I don't know what to think. Literally, man that you find outside without a job, without a house, he will reject Tottenham as well. Like, <laughs> Nuno's versus Santos, right? You're, you're going to a club that, honestly, as you saw, my pronunciation was atrocious. A club that I can't even, I don't even know who they are instead of us. I know, I know we're in a sticky situation right now, but who are they? Like, and you also have to remember, this situation we're in, three years ago, we were in a Champions League Final. I I just still can't get around that. Three years ago, we were in a Champions League final, and now nobody wants to even come to our club. This is just the perfect word to describe this is embarrassing. There's no way to get around this, and it all has to fall through Daniel Levy. And this is why it's so annoying when you get people saying, back the board, back the board. I'll back the board when they back the manager. It's that simple. It's not that I don't like Daniel Levy. It's not that I don't like how he looks. It's because of the decisions he's made. But what are your thoughts on Nuno not coming to Tottenham and joining a club that I didn't even know existed? Uh, I don't think it's necessarily that he's joined it yet. I think he's just being, he's in talks with him, right? So, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I think if we miss out on, on Nuno. Uh, I, I, look, he's not my first choice. But I think he's the best out of the available candidates. Definitely. Yesterday. Definitely. And if we miss on him, it just means we have to go deeper down to the bottom of the barrel. Um, you know, unless unless the whole you know Martinez um, connections or or yeah or theories, I guess you could say, are true that we're waiting for Belgium to get knocked out. Um, you know, or that we're gonna you know snag. You know, Gerard or something like that, but uh, um, no, I just look. I for somebody who can keep us from falling down the table. Like I said, I've said it a couple times that it, I feel that we're at a crossroads this summer, right? And we're either going to go one of two directions: we're either going to go up the table if we spend money and do the right thing, or we're going to go down the table even further than we are right now. Um, you know, in the vein of Arsenal and 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 teams like that. Um, but if there's one person who could, I feel, be a stopgap, basically tread water with, it would be it would be Nuno. I don't think that with our squad he's going to finish any lower than seventh. Yeah. I don't. Um, I mean, if he can finish two, seventh two seasons in a row with Wolves, um, the only reason why he didn't this season was because he lost, you know, yep. his his best attackers in the squad and and one of his best defenders and had to change systems to a formation that he doesn't normally like to play based on pressure from the ownership and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's definitely going to be a blow, a big kick in the, in the, you know, what's if it, uh, 
if he doesn't end up signing for us and go somewhere like like you said you have to google to figure out where they play at yeah jack what are your thoughts on nuno T- yeah. talks to to going to that club yeah, I mean, to be honest, it, it's it's quite a shock, especially I believe Fenerbahce, I believe they even finished outside of um, any of the qualifying positions for Europe uh, for the Turkish uh, Super League as well. So it's not even of the of the attractive Turkish teams that maybe there are, you could say, not even the most attractive one. Uh, so very, very strange that somehow he might be preferring them over us. I don't know how to wrap my head around it. Um somehow i mean i've made this joke somehow it just seems like we can find any way to maybe make you know some manager or any person seem to think that tottenham is not the right career move for them you could be hiring you know some cashier you know at your local grocery store and he might think you know oh this might not you know might not be the right career move for me you know it's not you know it's not all the right you know uh guarantees or benefits as i'm getting here you know whatever it may be it just seems like any person we're trying to get in, we just they seem to think that it's not the right move for them or they're not being guaranteed enough, whatever it may be. But, yeah, it's quite shocking. I don't know how to wrap my head around it, especially with Fenerbahce reportedly being the one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, there seems to be a pattern with the manager situation. We always – okay, from the beginning, it was actually decent managers. We were getting linked with Ten Hag, Nagelsmann, Poch, and then Conte. From there, it went down. Right. And then what happened was we were starting to get average, average links. But then what happened was we were starting. We at first this was a cycle. At first we'd be extremely mad with this link, and then we started going through his tactics. We started saying, "Hey, I mean, it's not that bad of an appointment. I mean, it could be worse. It could be worse." And then we're like, we then we start getting on this cycle where we're like. Okay, we're we're interested in this guy. I'll take him. I'll take him. I'll take him. And then on Wednesday, it always happens on Wednesday, which that's why I don't want to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> on Wednesday, it always happens that he ends up rejecting us, or even if, if we reject him. But it's the same thing every single time. It's a cycle. That's why I call us instead of THFC Tottenham for Football Club, I call us Tottenham for Circle, a Tottenham mm. for Footballing Circle, because mm. it's always a circle. I also call him Tottenham for Footballing Circus. And mm. Tottenham Hotspur footballing clowns, because yeah. that's basically what the men up top in the board are, are. But um, look at these two comments here. I I know one of them is gonna get well mad pretty pretty <laughs> pretty pretty started. But um, this one, guys, what about Lampard? Well, I'd rather have Lampard I, than Ryan Mason. Yeah, kind of. I I weirdly somehow would agree with that, and that sounds ridiculous. I would much rather have Lamps than Mason. I mean, there's a recent report um linking us to. Um, Gerard, but this is the one that's gonna get Will a little bit. Um, Nuno is the, Nuno is an ideal to be honest. Ryan Mason is decent too. No, decent, not decent. He doesn't even <laughs> have his coaching license. He's technically <laughs> not even qualified for the job. That's right? why like, I, I can understand. It's I can not understand, allowed to. Yeah, I can. I, I I can understand filling in, you know, as interim or something like that. Um, towards the end of the season or whatever. Honestly, I'd rather. The other guy do a camp, or I can't remember his name now, but the guy who's actually in charge of the oversees the entire youth um, side, not just one team. Um, I'm but, not sure who it is. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember his name, right? Clark or something like that. I can't remember his yeah. name right off the top of my head, but um, but he, uh, you know, even he would have been a better option for me than than uh, Brian Mason. 
Um, and the thing, there's things, other reasons why I don't. It's not simply his qualifications. It's also the way that he acted in press conferences during his time there. Um, literally just kissing up to Daniel Levy um, for no good reason. The reporters didn't even ask him about Daniel Levy, and he just volunteers about how how great a person Daniel Levy is, and and uh, all that stuff. Just it just smells of of um, you know yes man all the way, which is not not someone that we need. And when when you're going into a real season and you're and you're Ryan Mason and you're playing Harry Winks and and Deli Ali and and Eric Dyer and and the players who are actually good at something like you know Joe Roden and and uh, stuff like that. And I, I think look, Joe Roden's had a great had a great um, tournament. Uh, he maybe had one match where he he made some mistakes, but overall, in the group stages, he performed exceptionally well for someone by far the standout center back for the well side out of two people who are older and more experienced than him. So. Yeah. Um, to, to not play him, especially towards the end of that season when we needed some sense of consistency, is just it boggles my mind, and I can't I can't put myself through that that mental anguish um, the hour before kickoff to to watch Harry Winks and and the players who shouldn't be at the club in the first place play. I'd rather see uh, Paratici come out and manage himself. Yeah, be honest with you. I honestly would agree with you with the Paratici thing, and the and the guy that you're saying is in charge of the whole youth. But the problem with that, the reason he didn't appoint him is because what he uses Ryan Mason for is a shield. And if you go, if he appoints that guy, it wouldn't be as much as a shield. Ryan Mason, I mean, he's a club hero. You know, he's a he's a, he's an. He's he wasn't a, even that good of a player for us though when he played. Though. I That's know. The problem. Yeah, he got yeah. injured. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's Sorry exactly that he got right. injured. Like, I don't want people to get injured, but just because you get injured doesn't mean you're all of a sudden a club legend. Exactly. That that's exactly correct. But the thing is, obviously, there's those fans out there that just just wanna, you know, they just wanna go to go to be deluded and say that he was a great player. He was gonna be one of the best, which we all know wasn't true. I mean, it's it's tragic how he ended the season, his career. Let's be honest. It was a tragedy. But at the end of the day, just because he got injured doesn't mean he's a club legend, just like Will said there. Mm. But, um, I mean, we've, we've come through the Spurs, um, the Spurs news. I think we pretty much had a, a Levy rant. Now let's go through the outside of Tottenham segment. Let's go through the the results today um, in the Euros. It was a phenomenal day of football, an absolutely phenomenal day of football. There was so, so much to watch. Wow, first, yeah. first of all, Let's go through the first game of today. Spain, Croatia. What a game it was. I mean, I feel really, really bad for Luka Modric. It was probably his last ever game in Croatia. Maybe he'll play for the World Cup, but that'll that'll have to be his last Euro for sure. His last Mm -hmm. Euro. But, I mean, Croatia put out a fight. They were unlucky with the last one. They almost almost scored one in overtime. They just slide by the post. But, um, Will, what are your thoughts on that game? Um, yeah, I thought Croatia were lucky to get out of the group, so I'm not super surprised that they, um, ended up losing to Spain. Um, I don't think Spain's that strong of a side either, um, to be honest. Um, so you had two kind of average sides, um, coming against each other. 
France as well. Now, Grant France was a fav- one of the favorites coming in. You know, I made jokes calling him a dark horse, uh, which ended up kind of turning to be true, except for the fact that they didn't win it. So they're not really the dark horse, but their dark horse hopes were out. But even even France too. Other than playing against Portugal, I didn't really see much from them either. Um, um, as far as unity and teamwork and and I've said this for a while that France is just is just a you know it's a team full of stars but it's not a balanced team um, and that that what hurts is what hurts you I mean I think one of the reasons why Croatia did so well at the World Cup in 2018 is because they're not a team of superstars right but they are, mm. they are well balanced and they're well drilled and 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 the reach goes across all different types of people. And I like to see teams like that succeed. And to be honest with you, Switzerland was one of those teams today, and they got them. So, um, and to be honest with you, Spain right now too isn't really a team full of superstars. They used to be back oh. in, in in the past, but now yeah. it's filled with a lot of people who are just average players. So, um, you know, yeah, big up to them. I mean, Croatia. I mean, you have to feel for them though. I know they didn't have the best tournament. Spain extremely I mean they did they pulled a Tottenham I guess you can say right last 10 minutes I mean I thought I was watching um I thought I was watching West Ham versus Tottenham in replay but um I mean I made a joke about it on weird Tottenham TV where have I heard that name before Orsic what are you talking <laughs> I mean Orsic phenomenal performance I think he could be an improve an, um he could be a great player at Tottenham I know we didn't get into the best start of a relationship with him. Um, he made his he made his name pop out with Tottenham, but not with Tottenham against Tottenham. Mm. But um, what are your thoughts on Orsic? If we do end up with him, would you think it's a good signing, or do you think it's just going to be another flop? Uh, I think Orsic is. Uh, he would be. I don't know. It, it it would be maybe a bit of a news flash for everybody. He is, I think, actually twenty eight or twenty nine years old, so he is kind of towards the end or the end of his career. Does seem to be absolutely blossoming though, and having a fantastic uh, year. Not only with that uh, unspeakable hat trick uh, against us, but also with this, uh, you know, coming off the bench uh, against Spain and absolutely flipping the game on its head, and you know, bringing the Croatians back into the game when they probably didn't deserve to be uh, back into the game. Kind of like Will was saying, uh, even maybe touching on uh, what Will was saying with how like Croatia even lucky to even maybe be in the round of 16 when you think about it. I think that's a good shout. Um, so with Orsic, he seems to just be able to be a guy that can perform in the very clutch situations, absolutely flip a game on its head, bring us back into a game, but he is around 28, 29 years old. I see him probably actually maybe finishing his career, uh, maybe at the likes of Dina Muzzagrab or, or maybe at another club, um, that maybe isn't so high profile as Tottenham in the Premier League, actually. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know about his age, hmm. but Will, what are your thoughts on Orsic? Um, I don't know a whole lot about him because he because of the leagues that he plays in. I'm not yeah. as familiar with those types of players as, as Jack is over there in East Europe. So, um, um, you know, I've seen him play in international competitions, and I think he's he's a decent player and stuff like that. Um, but I, it's it's really hard for me to comment other than you know what I've I mean we've all seen his performances in the in the, in the Euros. So um, I think he's definitely a player, but. And we don't I, want to speak about what he's done to us, you know. So it's it's kind of we're only going to 
we can only we can only really talk about right. We can only talk about what he's done in the Euros, and we can't really speak about what he's done to us. So you know, he's yeah. obviously proven to be a great player this season, especially. Uh, but yeah, I will say, if he were to move to the Premier League, he obviously still has maybe a few years left, maybe two or three seasons left. Uh, maybe he is coming into his prime around this time. Um, but he is, he's definitely a capable finisher. I will say that, that maybe that's the last thing I'll say. He does seem to be able to put the ball in the net very well. Uh, does seem to be able to finish it in the clutch situations and seem to be able to right, you know, put challenge the keeper when needed. So that's another thing as well. We do need that. Yeah. When it comes to that game in the Europa league, we prefer not to speak. If we speak, we are in big trouble. No, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well done. Yeah, but um, Swiss, France. I mean, the Swiss took out the champions of the world. Probably the biggest upset of the days. And trust me, there was a lot of big upsets today. But um, tell me a little more about it. I, what are your thoughts on it, guys? Because to be honest, that game was probably one of the most phenomenal games of football I've seen this Euro. The fact that that's the only game in, that we've seen in go to overtime this Euro has to be. And I mean... I was I was watching it live, and when when um when Mbappe stepped up to the penalty, the confidence. I mean, I we I think he got injured in the match, right? He there was a chance that he missed, and after that, the whole game he was limping. He had no confidence to take that penalty, no confidence. And as he was walking up to that ball, when he's looking down, you know, you you could tell that his lack of confidence is massive. And at that second, I knew he wasn't gonna score. I I knew. I could have gone online and bet that second, and I would have won a million pounds. I knew he was not going to score that penalty because you could tell when a player is walking up to the ball if they're going to score, if they're going to miss. But what are your thoughts on the whole game in general, Jack? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you said that with the Mbappe comment because what I will say, you know, Mbappe has the right and the will and the independence to be able to say to his coach, if he thinks he's not confident enough to put it in, he should be able to tell the coach that he shouldn't be picked. Um, and or if the coach doesn't think that he's confident in him finishing it as well, the coach can easily take him off. So I don't, you know, despite maybe Mbappe's uh, maybe cramp that he seemed to have towards the end of the game, uh, I will say I, I think he has no excuse for missing it. It's simply just because he can tell the team if he doesn't feel confident to take it, that's only five or six players at that point, right? He was the sixth penalty taker. So, you know, I, maybe he wasn't drafted in the first five. Obviously that was the case. He wasn't drafted in the first five, but still he doesn't have to be the sixth man to walk up. He can keep waiting and keep waiting until he's the last one to go maybe before the goalkeeper. So that's all I'll say on that. But yeah. with the France Switzerland game, to be honest, it, it really was the, I feel like Switzerland were the much better team in the first half In the second half at the moment that they blew that penalty and practically bottled the game. France were absolutely unbelievable the way that they were able to wake up, uh, come back into the game, certain attacking play that they were able to develop amongst Griezmann, Benzema, and Mbappe was insane, especially that goal where Benzema scored with that touch that he took uh, where he bounced it off the floor, kind of like used his left foot to, you know, whatever he did to, to bounce it off the floor and then finish it again with his left insane goal. Uh, incredible game. But I will say with the French, it did seem like they just needed to be told to wake up. And then they even bottled it at the end as well. So very, very strange. Yeah, I agree. Um, but there was one point in the mouth that left your jaw dropped. Um, and it was that Paul Pogba goal. That was an absolute stunner. 
And it was, I mean, those situations are where Paul Pogba is at best. I've seen a lot of his goals come outside of the box. I think he's, he, if you look at the stats, it's pretty yeah. comparable. His goals from inside the box and from outside the box. Hmm. He always scores from there. And I think we saw that exact same, that exact same shot against, um, against Portugal. It ended up being saved against Portugal. But on this one, it went in and the ball going in, in that top corner of the fashion that he did, absolutely phenomenal. But on the fact that you said about Mbappe there, um, I mean, what does that do to his figure, though, if he doesn't have confidence to take a penalty? Isn't he supposed to be one of the best players in the world? If he does, if he's not confident to take a penalty, what does that make you think about the other players? If they're an average player, they're not going to want to take the penalty either if one of the best players in the world doesn't want to take the penalty. But um, Jax, what are your thoughts on that game? I mean, not Jax, oh, Will. Yeah, look, I, I, especially on that particular – I mean, I talked a little bit about the France game earlier and I kind of went off topic, I guess, earlier. But, um, but for Mbappe – can you really say that he's going to be of the ilk of Cristiano Ronaldo mm. or Messi, unless you're, unless you're maybe compare, unless maybe he's the Messi, um, because Cristiano Ronaldo, he's definitely not the Cristiano Ronaldo because Cristiano Ronaldo would never not have the confidence to step up and bury one. He may not make them all, right? Cristiano Ronaldo's missed penalties too, I do believe. Um, not a lot of them, but he has missed them. But he would never not have the confidence to step up and take it, even at his age, right? Right. So, um, you know, whereas Messi can maybe be a little bit let, a little bit more. You know, Messi's game isn't based off of his confidence; it's based yeah. off his pure yeah. natural ability, not big right? Moments like that, yeah. Um, and Messi tends to not tends to kind of disappear in 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 do or die yeah. moments. Um, a, a lot of people would argue with me and, and show me games where Messi's pulled it through, but um, not like Cristiano Ronaldo has. And yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, um, I agree with you there. I think but, uh, you made an interesting point, though, uh, Daniel. At least, but what I will say with Mbappe, like I said, if he doesn't want to take the penalty, he doesn't have to take the penalty, and then we wouldn't be speaking about right, like how confident it, how confident is he? Because then we might think, right, oh, maybe that energy or sorry, that injury that he had uh, with his hammy, maybe it was a bit more than we thought, you know, he doesn't want to take the penalty, you know, but he, he took it, you know, he was the sixth man to take it. He could have been the seventh, eighth, ninth. He could have, you know, waited until he was practically the last one, but he decided to be the sixth one, you know, and I think that's at that point, it's on him. If you ask me. Yeah, I agree with you, but Will, you're talking about Messi there. Messi did show up today. You have to give him credit today, Bolivia. 4-1 Argentina won, Messi with two goals and one assist. It was a phenomenal game in total from Argentina, but Messi was obviously the, stand, the standout player. But I know it wasn't a big game. And to be honest, Will, I do agree with you with the Ronaldo and Messi comparison. I am I lean more Ronaldo than Messi because mm-hmm. of the work rate that Ronaldo puts in. Messi, I think he was born with the talent. But, Will, what are your thoughts on the um, Argentina game today? I mean, yeah, for me, the Copa America, there's there's one match. And that's just Brazil versus Argentina. And once that match happens, regardless of where it happens in in the tournament, whether it's in a semifinal, final, or, or whatever, um, that's when the tournament ends, right? So, um, I, like, I watched a little bit of the Brazil-Ecuador match. You know what I mean? When you're sitting, you know, when you've qualified to go through after your second match in that table, especially when it's a... It's a five-team bracket, right? Rather right. than a, a four-team bracket. I mean, it's 
it's pretty much just you know you're just waiting for for it to get to the the one match one match that matters right which is brazil versus argentina i mean it's, it's like the gold cup right the only match that people want to watch is the U.S. versus Mexico, right? All the other ones don't matter. It's a good comparison. Um, yeah. That is a good comparison. It, it doesn't matter when when that match happens. It can happen in a, in a quarterfinal or a semifinal or whatever. But once that's the match that people want to see, treated like a the, final. Yeah, that one's yeah. the final, and every other match is just you know there for for practice or whatever. I mean, that may be harsh to teams like Uruguay and Colombia and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm sorry, it's just. It's just the way it is. I mean, history shows. History yeah. shows. Yeah, 100%. Jack, what are your thoughts on the Copa America game today? Look, I definitely would be backing the Argentinians um, to to probably, yeah, like, I, I it's hard to know. Sometimes I flip-flop in between, you know, which, which national team I probably support between Brazil and Argentina. I'm not even kidding. I kind of flip-flop. Maybe this tournament I might be backing the Argentinians. Uh, but I agree with what Will is saying. It really does just come down to when we get to the knockouts and, uh, whether Argentina will be playing uh, Brazil in the final of the knockouts or they'll be playing them in the quarters or whatever it may be, because that's always going to be the final and usually uh, the biggest game of the tournament, you know, at the end of the day. And what their 4 1 win, I believe it was right today over Bolivia, you said? Um, yeah, 4 1. Yeah, I mean, Bolivia, though, is one of the weaker teams, especially uh, in one of the weaker national sides of uh, the South America, not the Cup America tournament. So it's another thing as well you have to consider. Yeah, that, that's the game up there that I just put on. But um, now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna address this comment here because I have an interesting story to tell. Yeah, you kid. Um, I see the Juventus um kid behind you. I think this addresses the the Ronaldo thing. Right. But that's not actually just a Juventus kid. That is actually signed by Joao Cancelo when he played for Juventus and for Paulo Dybala. Wow. Now, when I when I when I was I met them at an airport to be that's an issue because I was on a flight wow. and, and they were also on a flight so it was a very very lo- lucky in, encounter. But um, I actually asked him, "Will you join Tottenham?" And he just laughed. That 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 just that just sums up how he how he thinks about Tottenham. <laughs> did you ask Joao? Who did you ask? Which one or Dybala? I asked Dybala. Dybala, because wow. at that time there was no there was no Joao Cancelo links to Tottenham. That no, time no, it was on. When it, will you join Tottenham? And he just laughed. Like just wow. laughed. Like I should have I should have made it an insider an insider. Like tier source one news. The Yid kid says that True. Dybala laughed when 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 he was asked if he would join Tottenham. That would be like mm. top of sky news and everything. But um, another comment here from Yupped Up. Maybe Brazil and Argentina don't even meet. Well that, that yeah, I I mean that's interesting. But I mean, that would be absolutely huge upsets. Um, and I believe yeah. even Uruguay, I believe Uruguay is even in the bottom of their uh, bracket of uh, Copa America as well. So Uruguay might not even make the knockouts. Uh, Peru uh, seems to be the one that maybe has Brazil's number that could maybe cause an upset. Uh, the Peruvians seem to always be very, uh, seem to be able to stifle the Brazilians. But uh, I mean, it, it's possible. Anything is possible. But yeah, uh, maybe unlikely. Yeah, 100%. But um, we've reached the end of the stream. It has been a phenomenal stream. First ever stream streaming on Spotify and on Apple Podcast. So big up all the people, all the people that are watching. Big up the, the the everybody that has joined us, Jack and Will. Jack, I know I, I was gonna say before the stream, Jack from, and then I I, I froze because you're literally everywhere. 
you're <laughs> everywhere. You can, yeah. you can literally find Jack everywhere. But Jack, give us give us all a little insight of, about yourself and where you, everybody can find you. Yeah, thank you, Yitka. Thank you, Daniel. Look, people can find me everywhere, like you said. Uh, they can find me over at Tottenham Away uh, with plenty of great content going on over there, especially on Fridays. They can find me over there. And then they can find me alongside David at the Irish Hotspur as well uh, for any content usually coming out of there. Um, but yeah, it, pretty much find me anywhere. Always willing to help. Always willing to come on someone's show, talk whatever it needs to be about Spurs or whatever it may be uh, regarding football. Um, but yeah, thank you, Yidkid. It's been awesome. It's a nice chill, you know, 10 o'clock kind of evening. It's It's been a nice combo. Yeah. Thanks for having me. 100%. I love having you on. But Will, where can everybody find you? I mean, I'm pretty sure if you're watching this stream, you're already subscribed to Will. He has a pretty big, a pretty big channel, but where can everybody find you? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, Will Stewart's THFC Rants. So you just search THFC Rants on uh, YouTube and or any of your social media platforms. We have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, anymore you can find us on spotify you can find us on apple itunes you can find us on on a bunch of all, all the different podcasting stuff anchor all that stuff um so yeah give us a look give us a shout out i wish i was croatian i do apologize uh, I, I didn't want to interrupt will uh but i uh, wish i was croatian but i'm not i'm actually kind of like every other american and that uh just I think i'm irish and scottish and a bunch of other stuff yeah, big up, yup, up. He says he was on the Friday night stream. Um, exactly. I don't know if you mean you were in the comments or if you were actually in the. Oh. Did, did he get on? I know I couldn't get on that day. Uh, I, I don't know. Some people's YouTube names are different than the names that they get on the stream. So unless they let me know who they are, um, I don't know. I don't think he was on the stream. There weren't that many people on the actual stream stream. Um, so yup, up. If you were on the actual stream, let us know. Um, yeah, I couldn't get on there because I was having dinner, and then when I did get on, it was already too late. But um, Will's a frozen there. Now I can see you guys. Oh, okay. He says he says comment, no comments. He said yeah, comment only. Comment. He was only on the comments. Yeah, he's in, yep, ups in the comments as well. Yusuf is usually on the comments and stuff like that. So yeah, but um, yeah, something I found earlier on today. Yusuf is actually not a Spurs fan. All the merrier, you know. I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's nice to, you know, people love to hear about Spurs troubles. You know, maybe it's, you know, it's maybe that's the type of things they like to listen to. It's just Spurs, you know, moan and sit and torture. Maybe it's just what people are into. I mean, you never know. Great show, yeah. you kid, though, and well organized as well. Yeah. It was easy to talk. It, it flowed really well. It was, uh, it was really good to be a part of. I mean, even with only, you know, one or two guys in the chat or whatever, um, it didn't, it didn't feel like any different than any other stream I've ever Yeah, watched. I was just going to say the same thing. Well, this felt just like every other stream. Really well done. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. It's an, it's an honor having you guys on. But um, yes, guys, if you like this stream, make sure you like. If you're watching on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to um, follow the follow the channel and follow the podcast. And we're, we're right now at 179 subscribers with Jack Kaneki as the new subscriber. So we are 21 subscribers away from 200 Let's get 20, 20, let's get, um, let's get to 200 before we get a new manager. Mm. Um, I'll see you guys on the next one. It's been a phenomenal stream and come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs. Mm.